are. Testing, testing. Hot All mic. right, I'm hot. gonna be talking like this. Hot mic, hot mic. Okay, it's a little closer to me now. Very hot mic. Well, I mean, where are you gonna talk into? It's just gonna hit the side of it. John, how does? Will it pick up? It picks up from all sides. I would get more like here, Andrew. Oh. It's better if we're like facing, facing it as much yeah. as possible. I thought it was a surround sound type deal. I think it may be, but when we when we upgrade, we are each gonna have like a mic. We mic should each have down absolutely our face. Make this a little bigger. I'm like thirty percent ready. Player one, um, he passed the first gate. Yeah, I'm there too. Yeah, right. I my my book is I still it's on hold still. The library. Oh, mine just came in. Damn you. <laughs> oh yes. How are you at thirty percent? Because I got lambs. Oh. But I'm gonna delete it and read the book. I'm so against lambs stealing these books, man. Did you buy it? Yeah, I buy every book. Ebook. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I I willingly am in a book club. I put holds on two of them. That's not cool. You motherfucker. <laughs> That's not cool. But I canceled the second once I got it. Damn. <laughs> Some little nerd gamer wanted that and you took it from it's him. It's a teen fiction. All right. All so right. Uh, have, has our test worked? Yes, test is working. I'm going to pull up this on did, did my... This, did you do the sound check? <laughs> I know it's working. Did you play it back, though? How dare you? All right, fine. You don't, you're the, you're the uh, yeah, it'll, audio it's, man. It's good. It's good. Okay. So shall we kick this off? Please. All right, here we are at pod zero 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 eleven. That sounds, seems accurate. And we've just experienced in all of its glory the Hungarian Grand Prix. We're here to break it down for you. Mm. Who would like to do that? Why don't you do the sponsors, John? Um, all right, sponsors, uh, beer, snack sponsors. What are we drinking? Do you know? Harpoon. Harpoon IPA. Yep. Got to kick this keg. Sometime. How old is this? It feels a tad bit old. It's a, it's a little flat. <laughs> it tastes fresh. <laughs> Mine had no bubbles. <laughs> and uh, we don't have a, a snack sponsor. Well, we're, we're cutting weight. That's true. With the beer. Yes. We're cutting weight with the beer. No snacks today. Well, the less carbonation means it weighs less. That is true. That's science. Um, okay. So, yeah. Those are our sponsors. Um, also, Howard Garden Design is a sponsor. Perennial. Yeah. Perennial sponsor. Pun intended. Yeah, the number of flowers we planted through them is just tremendous. <laughs> yes, so many, so many flowers. Um, all right, so uh, Andrew, how about you kick us off with a little update? How was the weekend? We like to give everyone a little uh, look into our personal lives. Sure, we're not just tear F1. down the fourth wall. <laughs> yeah, uh, weekend was good. I'm trying to remember what I did. Um, we didn't go anywhere, did we? Hung around here. Yeah, we were around here. What did we do Friday? What did we do Friday? Did we, we we went out somewhere, didn't we? I feel like I, I, feel like I had got on one on. No, Friday. no, no! I was in Maine. Excuse me. Ah. I was up in Rangeley, Maine. Lovely I didn't go place. anywhere. That's a neck. That's a neck on you. Neck was, on you. You didn't remember. <laughs> neck on me. You're not remembering. I went up there Wednesday evening, four-hour drive. Got back Saturday around two or three. Did a little shopping in Freeport on the way back. Picked up some new jeans. Wearing them now. Chinos. Yep. Forty percent off. No big deal. Those are dungarees. <laughs> yes, they're doing great. You sure. also got chinos. And then I had a nice little barbecue with uh, with the lads. Oh, yeah. Barbecue on Grant's roof deck Saturday. That was nice. Is this the new, Grant's new pad? He's finally moved in there? He's been He's there, been there for, a for a while, but they just installed grills on the roof. Yeah, okay. Well, I haven't gotten an invite from Grant, so I thought he couldn't have you're moved usually, in yet. You're usually not here, so... 
Well, he um, is listening. Speaking of uh, weekend updates, I was up in Maine at the beautiful Drake's Island, and loyal listeners Karen and Chris were also up there. Oh, nice. Um, Where'd they stay? With in the, the guest room in the helms. They didn't get the master like yours truly. No. <laughs> they uh, stayed in the same room I stayed in? Yeah. Good Lovely room. room. And um, I watched the race. Well, I watched the race mostly alone, but the last 20 <laughs> laps, uh, Chris and Josh joined me. Now, why didn't Chris watch the entire race? He was having pancakes. What? <laughs> I, why are those mutually exclusive? That, that takes 50 laps. <laughs> was he making the pancakes? Uh, I think he was just trying to be social, uh, which I've dispensed with that. I watched all of qualifying, not live. I was at a spin class, uh, hour-long class, taught by Becky Mitchell. You guys were not there. Uh, Charlie also did not show up. So, Speaking of uh, Charlie, I can't help but notice that he's not here right now. Yeah, you, the listeners probably picked up on that. It's probably wondering, because this is now, I mean, it's becoming a habit at this point. We may need an intervention on him. Be, no one knows where he is. Are there any any rumors or ideas about where he might be? Well, I was trying to get some insight last night because uh, there was some rumor about him showing up to dinner last night. Becky didn't know if he was showing up or not. Um, and he didn't he, come. It's a quote-unquote business trip, but uh, who knows? He never told us where he was going. Wow. I mean, Chris or Karen, if you know and you want to reach out, I'm sure he. Do. Yeah, I'm sure he called Karen. I, I wonder if this is at all related to the, uh, I know we don't talk politics here, but we are about to pass a budget in the U.S. that includes over a billion dollars for a border wall. Is he trying to get some last minute exchanges in before the wall goes up? I bet. Oh, interesting I bet theory. It's, uh, it's one dog. of the leading possibilities, I think. I got you. I hear you. Loud and clear. Yeah, loud and clear. Right. I mean, if he's not here for the next pod, I'll probably put his face on the side of a milk carton kind of thing and see if anyone, we get any tips. But Your family's is, looking for you. Yeah. We're, we're all concerned. We're all worrying. We're praying for you. Get well. If any of the loyal listeners <laughs> have seen Charlie, know where he is, please tweet us tmp bro please please <laughs> please for the love of god let us know where charlie is all but right he won't be missed too much okay that. yeah we can handle this next topic on our own uh the hungarian race recap so i'd just like to to take Re- it off with uh, the qualifying and just quickly orient everybody this time we actually know where people qualified can we say orient is that allowed <laughs> oh I think so, in this context. (laughs) Um, So there was very constructor-driven on the track on this past weekend. Those are teams. Ferrari, the first two, they had the front row. Mercedes were the next two. They had the second row. Red Bull were the third pair. They had the third row. Uh, Hulkenberg from Renault qualified uh, seventh, but he had to take a penalty for a... Well, what, was, anybody know? Was it a gearbox change? I think it was a gearbox change. That's a good guess. When in doubt, say gearbox change. So, so the McLarens, who qualified 8-9, got promoted to 7-8. And so it went Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull, McLaren, in that order, like 1-2, 1-2, 1-2, 1-2. Uh, That's nice for McLaren. It Oh, tremendous. Huge, no. although they were uh, quite a ways back. Yeah, still when I when I saw that I was I was shocked. Floored. The most stunning thing of the season so far are McLaren's both in Q Q three. Yeah, it, it I I gotta say I was pretty happy with it. Yeah, the first thing I thought was Rob must be smiling ear to ear. <laughs> Somewhere Rob. That smiling. made me pretty pissed off. <laughs> I, I can't. I won't deny it. 
Um, okay, so then the race happened. Next thing. And um, Vettel won. Yep. Uh, and his teammate came in second, Raikkonen, followed by Botas and Hamilton, 3-4. So, 1-2-3-4 were just the same as qualifying. So, if you qualified first, you came in first. Bo- Vers- you, said, you said Botas qualified third? Yeah. Okay. And Verstappen qualified fifth, and he finished fifth. That's where we diverge. And uh, and just a little th- shout-out... Um, Alonso finished sixth. Awesome. And he he awesome uh, started seventh. But how? So how did Alonso gain that that position where he started seventh and finished sixth? I think I, we're missing a big. What happened there? A few big things happened there. John, this, take... this, is, this is your team, John. You you talk. There was a. Can yeah. you start with the tweet that was very? I'll start with. So we're talking about Red Bull. This is John, Red Bull fan. Obviously, uh, I bleed red and bull. Um, <laughs> So after qualifying, Rick, Danny Rick, uh, sends a tweet out saying qualified sixth, definitely won't finish sixth. And kind of the implication there is he'll finish higher than sixth. That's what, I think that's what he meant. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, Didn't turn out that way. He, in fact, did not finish the race. He was taken out ruthlessly by his little teenage uh, teammate, Max Verstappen, um, in turn two. It, yes. yes, it was turn two. Is he still a teenager? I believe he I is. don't know. He's 19. a teenager. And like uh, anyone, He looks like a teenager. He does. He looks like a teenager. He acts like a teenager. True. Now, um, so Max uh, broke a little late, a little too hard, locked up, and then careened right into the side of Danny Rick, punctured some kind of fluid tank, and it messed up his car. He spun out, and he couldn't start the car back up. So Ricardo's day was done in about uh, you know 20 seconds, I would say. So with that tweet, um, it came true, uh, not in the way he wanted it to. Um, Max was assessed a 10-second penalty, which in my mind didn't make sense at all. It, it was a really? racing incident. He, he broke too hard, he blocked up, and he couldn't control where he was going. Yeah. That's not a penalty. So when I saw it... Yeah, I agree with you. I was like, well, I didn't think it was obvious that what he did was wrong, even even though, but when Ricardo said what he did was obviously wrong, he watched the video back with his team, they agreed. I, and then it was so, they were so quick to do the the 10 second penalty, so. Uh, Ricardo was so angry in the, in the post-race, in the immediate aftermath interview, but he really just said, he was incredibly angry, but he I thought he held his temper pretty well. He said yeah. it was a very, very immature move. And I think he was saying there was nowhere for Max to go, so it was reckless for him to be breaking that hard into that turn. Okay. So that's not to that's not to say it's not a racing incident. I kind of agree with you that it shouldn't have been penalized, but it I do agree that it was just with Ricardo, that it was completely reckless and unnecessary for Max to be driving gotcha. like that. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, it, it was an aggressive move, which you, we all see that every single start of every race. That stuff happens. But that's also kind of, that's Max's thing. That's why we, we love him in the rain, because that's how he drives. Yeah. And that's how he took that turn. And obviously, that was to Ricardo's detriment, but you got to kind of take, you have to take that with Max. Yeah, and so Max is a great starter. And actually, he was all the way up in third at the first turn, yeah. but then was coming too hot and had to 
stomp on the brake to not run into Raikkonen. That allowed the Mercedes to get past him and Ricardo to get past him. And Ricardo thought, he said and said, he, Mac can't handle being passed mm-hmm. by his teammate, me. Uh, Ricardo started behind him and then was passed. And he, Ricardo was saying that was a factor in Max's reckless pass that he didn't go by. But I do agree, Max is a great starter. But he's a he's a little wild. Yeah, I I thought Ricardo's that interview was really. I, those are some of the most interesting interviews. I think the post retirement crash interviews that they do. Uh, I thought Ricardo handled it really well. I think they said, "Is that immaturity?" He said, "That's too." Ki-. No, they said, "Is that inexperience?" He said, "That's too kind. It's immaturity." And I thought that was yeah. that was pretty funny. That was pretty cool. Ricardo is a pure class act even he when he had every right to just be living in trash his teammate um i think he was fair and measured yeah very good we'll let the we'll let the listeners decide on that I, one i mean i think this is just one more reason why he's number one in the hearts of men and women all over the world but um, i sorry and, I just, and men and men i said women and oh, men sorry and, 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 and others and men <laughs> women and men and men okay <laughs> sorry guys um <laughs> But I like because you sometimes you kind of think in our jobs if we were able to just take off after turn two we'd be oh that's so sweet I could take an early vacation that'd be awesome but for them they they I was trying to put myself in the cockpit there they they prepare so hard for like two weeks for this race and then after two turns he's done that must be so frustrating yeah, terrible so that was interesting all right yeah. uh, I will just say you know there was. This track is notorious for not allowing passing. It's such a slow speed, tight turn track. Um, and that's why we saw one fin- first finish first all the way down to fifth. Uh, sixth was crashed out of the race. Alonzo did graduate starting seventh, finished sixth because of the retirement, but also because he made one of the very few f- passes in the race, which was an on-track pass of Carlos Sainz, which yeah. was very impressive. Alonzo was talking about he got his fresh tires, Signs at the same time had fresh tires, and Alonzo said, I have two laps to make this pass before my tires mm. kind of give up the ghost from following quickly, and to his credit, he did it. No. I, I mean, there may have been some more passes back of the pack, but that's one of the criticisms of this race track is the fans are great, everyone loves uh, the venue, but the track itself is a little processional without the, without the uh, Monaco glitz and glamour, I'd say. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that. There, were, there really was very little passing. I think the race was interesting for, you know, the the scenario we just talked about the Max versus Ricardo. Um, I think we'll get into some other some of the other team like the, the Ferrari, Vettel, and Raikkonen, and p- the positions there as well as Bottas and Hamilton. That stuff was more interesting. There really wasn't much passing. Um, I still thought the race was very exciting, and I thought it was it was mm. interesting to see the strategy. But I do agree. This was not the place to see. If you're looking for passing, this was not it. No. I was on the seat of my couch for, or Don and Judy's couch, uh, for the last 25 laps of the race. So it was it was a very exciting race despite the lack of passing. I do want to take a, a, a little break right now and just say kudos to us. I mean, we get on this podcast almost every other week, every race, and we don't take bathroom breaks. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, and we yeah. drink a lot of beer recording. Right. We're it. chugging beer. We're not taking bathroom beer. We're just, you know, we're grinding it out. Yeah. <laughs> Get this podcast out there. How does that happen? 
We're just so focused on the pod. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're in the zone. I mean, you're not getting at. You're not stopping your. I don't even car. F- yeah, yeah. What? So do those guys have? I think uh, they. Do they just pee themselves? No. Yes. I think they sweat so much they don't have to. I think sweat replaces yeah. urine. It's fluid exiting your yeah, body. But look, marathoners don't pee on the course. Yeah. Mm. I I think they're sweating some. We oh. need to get into the paddock. Why don't we get? Let's get a driver on the pod. Let's get him we for Q and A. We can get some driver. Yeah, we'll definitely get a driver. What let's about? Reach out. Go ahead. What about Kubiak or Kubiak, who's trying to come back for Renault? He, he would probably love the exposure. Yeah, he may be above our. Paper. How about the guy? The guy <laughs> they, big. they pulled out of the booth to just fill in. Yeah, for, Di uh, Petro. Yes, Scottish guy. That, that that was his name. Yeah, we. I'm sure he would come on. Yeah, we could get him. <laughs> I thought. Okay. Anyway. All right. So we'll look into that. Um, also, just on the aside issue, we've gotten some feedback from some of our listeners. Uh, ways we can make the podcast better. Things they'd like to hear. We welcome any feedback. Leave a comment on the uh, on the pod. Talk to one of us in person. You know, drop us a message on Face Chat or whatever. We're very approachable. Yeah, right. Snap except face. for except for Charlie. Except but for Charlie. Yeah, right. Charlie, if you're All out right. there, please. He's a real jerk. So, Andrew, why don't you take us away on the next thing because it's your team. Yes. So Sebastian Vettel. So he obviously he qualified first. Um, got I would say a, a pretty decent start where. He really wasn't even challenged in the first couple turns. I think he he led the entire way. Now, it looked like he was in control until, I would say, about halfway through or maybe even a little bit before. He started complaining about steering issues. So he was saying, I believe the steering wheel was just, you know, hanging to the left. So he was having to um, accommodate that. And I was was sure that this was going to cost him the victory. and I, the last, I think what Rob said, the last 20 laps or so, I was just waiting for, what are they going to do? Are they going to let Raikkonen pass him? Are, is Ferrari going to say, we need Vettel to try to win and just stick with that? Or they're just going to say, as a, as a team, we want at least one car to win, let Raikkonen pass, and just cruise to an easy victory. Um, so there's a lot going on there. Yeah, so uh, we'll get to the team orders in a second. Vettel was saying, when he was going down a straight... He had to steer as if he were in a right-hand yeah. turn, I believe. And so to go left, he had to... Oversteer. Like, almost go upside yes. down. And so yep. It was very difficult. And the, the what I didn't... The instruction on how... And so that slowed him down because he's dealing with another issue. He was lapping slower and the cars were stacking up behind him, which really added to the drama. Uh, one of the instructions that the team gave to him on how to deal with it was don't go over the curbing anymore yes so it makes me think that maybe it wasn't maybe it was a steering column issue and again i don't know how these cars work but i was curious as to how the curbing would affect the steering column steering alignment uh i think uh one of those idiots in the booth were talking about it he was saying he thought it was a um suspension problem because they also told him to avoid the curbs and so he thought like if he drove too close and got too up and up up close and personal with the curb that it would just bust his uh suspension so that's what he thought yeah i think they, they said that with that kind of thing uh, john called him an idiot i don't know if he's an idiot he has have some race experience but those blokes he, those like blokes, us yeah just like <laughs> us 
something was something was bent, something was out of out of alignment. So if you go over the curb, you see, you can watch. As you watch the race. If you go over the curb, you're going to disrupt the underbelly of that car, which is pretty fragile. The I undercarriage. Think. The undercarriage. So if you could make it worse, I don't think they're. I think they're just afraid that if they went over that curb, you're going to make it worse. But obviously, if you're if you're not allowed to do that, your racing turns, your lines are going to be off. It's not going to be as optimal. Yeah, Ferraris are very delicate cars. Anyone who's owned one, I'm sure a lot of our listeners have, you know, when it's working right, it's awesome. But any little thing can take these cars off the road. Both the last, not really. Um, I think uh, one thing that was interesting was, I mean, Raikkonen was basically saying, uh, "Is he going as fast as he can? Is he like, is he, is he going slow on purpose? Like it was, it was to the point where Raikkonen was saying, I can easily." Uh, pass him here and I think that that we can talk about this in a bit but the team orders there I think that was one of the most interesting things of this race was what was Ferrari going to do let's talk about that now I would say yeah yeah so so I'll, I'll set up the Take I it up for us I think that the the track was such that the cars Raikkonen was behind Vettel Raikkonen was faster than Vettel but he wasn't fast faster enough to pass on his own he really was asking the team to like say Vettel move over or let Raikkonen by you. Do you think if 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 Raikkonen if that was another team, I think Raikkonen could have passed him. Like he would have gotten Agreed. up on his grill and just said, "I'm ta- I'm one of these turns. I'm taking you out. I'm, I'm going to go past you." But because it's a team on team, he can't do that. And and credit to Raikkonen. I mean. He's a team player. For for people, you know, they can knock on him, whatever, that he's not as good. And he, I think he admits that. He hasn't been as great as he should be. But he's a team player, and he fell in line. And I think another another person might have tried to make a pass, made a gamble, and could have cost both of them the race. And you're right. Raikkonen did say in the post-race interview, I had a chance to pass Vettel, I think, on turn two. Um, but in the opening lap but he said that's a teammate you don't do that right yeah. so Verstappen if you're listening that's maturity that's that's what maturity looks like um so you're okay all right point taken um maybe maybe a non-teammate would have tried to execute a pass but because the cars have the big downwash they're wider because it's a very twisty track it was difficult to pass so Raikkonen was faster but he was stuck behind Vettel and Ferrari I think Ultimately, very smartly, but we were all questioning the decision in the time, just said, Raikkonen, stay with Vettel, stay behind him. Um, so, and how does that contrast? Who wants to talk about Mercedes? Yeah, I mean, well, when, like, I think they, they used Raikkonen as a pawn, really. Say, hey, block Mercedes from passing. We, they, cannot, they can't get past Vettel. We can't, you can't let them do that, right? Yeah, so that, I think that was, that, that's, I think, that was super interesting to say, we know Raikkonen. We know has a his car is 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 doing really well. You're, these Mercedes, it's going to be a real challenge to pass Raikkonen. So we're going to leave him back there. He's going to fend these guys off and basically play a shield and let for, let Vettel cruise to victory. Yeah. And so and so the contrast to that with Mercedes is so uh, Hamilton or so sorry Botas was in third. Yeah. And he was not as fast. And so what Mercedes said is. Hey, uh, Botas, let Hamilton pass you. He will try to pass Raikkonen and I think ultimately Vettel. If he can't do that, we will give the spot back to you. And the team very nicely, those two drivers very nicely cooperated. 
Uh, so Ferrari was kind of gambling because Raikkonen was the better defender, but he was also stacked up behind Vettel. So if when Hamilton got past, when Hamilton was allowed past Botas, if Hamilton had passed Raikkonen, the more able defender, everyone was saying like, well, then he's going to be able to know, yeah. definitely get the lame duck Vettel and they get the win. And that would have been a big loss for Ferrari if Ferrari had implemented team orders and swapped Vettel and Raikkonen. Hamilton probably would have been past Vettel, taking P2 and valuable points in the race from Vettel, but almost surely would not have been able to catch Raikkonen, who has a uh, equally able car and is no longer backed up by his teammate. Yeah, I thought I thought that was I had never seen that before, where basically they, you know, and Botas basically just almost like pulled off into the shoulder, yeah. let Hamilton pass, and said, "Here, take your shot." And it was almost, it was very interesting. They're like. Over the radio, you could hear them say, "All right, you've got like ten laps to try this out." And then after like you know twenty minutes or whatever, five minutes, they said, "All right, we've got five five laps left to to take your shot and see if it works. Otherwise, you're gonna have to sit back." I thought that was pretty cool between yeah. Botas and Hamilton that they did that. Yeah, I mean, I think the reason that works this year, and it wouldn't, I don't think it would have worked in previous years, is because you have two drivers that are clearly alphas, and then two. I would say beta drivers on these teams like Botas, he has to fall in line or they're going to ship him out. Hmm. Same with Raikkonen, yeah. they know that, so yeah. that's why these things work. Last year, no way um, Nico Rosberg would have uh, uh, followed those orders. I think also the fact that this year, though the Ferrari cars and the Mercedes cars are so comparable, last year. I think it was just a different dynamic. I mean, last year, if, if Ferrari has a shot, just, you know, you take your shot. This yeah. year, you can kind of play those those different scenarios. And I, I, mean, I think this that race, although there wasn't that much passing, that strategy between the alpha and beta drivers from both those teams was one of the more interesting, uh, you know, racing decisions I've seen play out since I started watching F1. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I mean, very interesting uh, team strategies that were handed out. Um, and uh, if you didn't watch the race, feel free to watch that back on NBC Live Extra. You won't be disappointed. Um, let's get well, into oh, one thing I wanted to say uh, about that was, you know, it was a the Mercedes said Botas pull over and Hamilton will try to get by, and if he can't, he'll give this spot back. I had almost forgotten about that, you know, the the second clause there. Um, Verstappen was catching up he had served his 10 second penalty and was all over botas uh, in p5 yeah. and so hamilton to his credit i think uh slowed down immensely in the last few turns let botas squeak by him in the final turn and then cut verstappen off and gave this position back but didn't give two positions back inadvertently i thought it was one great driving by hamilton very skillful there was some noise, you know, among the I think the, the less educated F one fans that Hamilton shouldn't have done that because he was giving up three points in the drivers championship by finishing P four by P three, but that was the promise. So yeah. if you don't give it back, and next time Botas is told to pull over, Botas is gonna be like, gonna no, uh, remember Hungary. Yeah, I thought that that was super impressive, and I and we. You can listen back to the old podcast. We certainly have our gripes with Hamilton. That yeah. was, I thought that was really cool. And I, I again, I had never seen that before, but I, I give him props for that move. He doubted himself after the race, though. 
I'm just going to give Snaps Hamilton Hamilton. Snaps. Snaps Snaps right? Hamilton. He said he's going to regret that decision later on. He said that? Yeah. Oh, forget it. Okay, then that takes everything. He's such a tosser. When did he say that? He said it after the race. He goes, I, I think I'll probably regret that decision. I'm never going to get those points back. Yeah. The, oh well, Botox gosh. is going to regret the decision so to give you a place you? in the first place. No, it's three. It three points. That's lines. it. Yeah. Well, that's a lot. It's a tight race. So just to update, that does bring up a good point. What? Where is the Drivers' Championship after Hungary? And we've got uh, Vettel back in the lead. He's got 202. Hamilton is 14 points behind him. And Botas is another 19 behind uh, yeah. Hamilton. Mm. So tight between those three Very guys. tight. Very tight. All right. Oh. I wish Hamilton didn't say that. Anything else about the race you want to cover? Uh, just briefly, I want to touch on the fact that you know uh, Verstappen had that 10-second penalty. And I think he finished oh my gosh. Uh, 11 seconds or 12 seconds behind Vettel. With the penalty. With the penalty, and we already talked about how it's questionable. You know, passing is very difficult in Hungary, so who's to say yeah. that he would have actually made up that that difference? But impressive drive by the Red Bulls. I would have loved to see two Red Bulls out there fighting it out. Yeah, that was impressive. Verstappen was just just really... I mean, the announcers kept on saying that. Like, every lap it looked, he was just cutting into that lead. That was, that was and cool. he was. And then, and then one more thing that... Uh, just touch on briefly in the first turn hulkenberg apparently like ran a little wide and touched grosjean of team haas roman yeah uh didn't get a penalty for it and magnuson came over the radio and said oh if it's they're gonna be that kind of race i you know we'll, we'll see how it goes late in the race magnuson grosjean's teammate ran hulkenberg off the track uh, which, in light of that earlier radio transmission, looks pretty intentional. Magnuson did get penalized for it. Hulkenberg had to exit the race. I'm not sure it was related to that incident. But they had words for each other in the post-race interview. Uh, I think Magnuson said something about, like, suck my balls, honey. What? I mean, we honestly, it was explicit. And really? thank God for our explicit really? rating. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yep. Oh wow, I missed that. Oh. So so look for look for some uh, those two blondes fireworks between the Dane and the German. Interesting going forward wouldn't be the first time, huh? <laughs> WW two. Um, <laughs> all right, let's we'll get to a little little fun interlude here. I thought of this little thing. How about we text one of we each text a loyal listener. All right, and we see who responds first and what the response is. So let's think of what we want to ask these people. Interactive. Uh, you know, are we going to do this right now? Yeah, live? right now. Yeah, live. We're going to text them live. Okay. You ever play this game in college? Uh, uh, no. This is probably before Snapchat. I'll take, um, I'll text Emily Slavic. Huge listener. Hmm. I'm going to go ahead and text. Both our uh, sets of parents listen. My mother. Yeah. All right. I mean, does Charlie get service in Mexico? <laughs> Text Charlie. Yeah, that'll be good. You text Charlie. All right, All right so what so are we going to... Yeah, what are we going to say? Um, something pretty vague, you know? What did you think about the final lap this weekend? Uh, yeah, what, 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 or what did you think of the, the podium? What do you think of the Hungarian Grand Prix podium? Okay. All right, texting now. Hey, what, what did, did you... you think about the Hungarian GP podium? 
Um, while we're waiting for responses from my from text our, is sent, I think I'm going to win this round too. Uh, I want to say that I, we're very interested in the interactions between podcasts and F1 newsletter, the our website. Uh, do you? Oh, it looks like we kicked the keg. Wow. All right, that's it. Don't, don't just waste our CO2, bro. Andrew finished the keg. Okay, he's a beast. Um, help yourself in the fridge. Um, the newsletter is kind of a primer, a primer. Well, I, I, you know, I, I, I'm asking, do people think they're good at? If you listen to the podcast, if you listen to this, do you also read the newsletter? Um, that's really my big question. Do you think that there's valuable in, information there? Come on, Emily, respond. So Charlie's already responded. He, he said, is the actual podium ceremony. I don't uh, think Charlie that, should count. That's a bad response. He, come on, Charlie. Man, maybe hmm. my little listener. I'm sure she's probably busy. Maybe she's at the go kart, the karting what, what's track. What's Emily doing? Okay, uh, so all right, we'll I, keep you updated on the responses here. He, Charlie says he thought Kimmy and Valtteri, two warring uh, Finns, were pretty friendly with each other, and that was interesting. Tell him we don't actually care about his response. We were just okay. helping you say something funny. The, he says the feud is fake news. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Do we so, know where his location is? <laughs> he's think, hanging out with Mooch right he's in, now. He's in Mexico. I think he's All hanging right. out with Mooch. Let's get on to... Uh, so, big news. That was race 11? Yes. Or 12? 11 out of 20? 21? 21, I believe. 11 out of 21. say. We're huge fans. Yeah. Um, so now we're entering the three to four week summer break because this is a Eurocentric sport. Nobody can work in August. Um, we are taking a much needed break from podcast and newsletter writing. You guys are taking a much needed break from us. Uh, and the drivers are taking a much needed break from driving. Um, but this is the time when driver movement... Um, gossip heats up. Where oh, are people course. going next year? I think the biggest news is that Sauber has abandoned their plan to get the Fer Honda engine. Mm -hmm. They're going to get the the updated Ferrari engine. In 2018, they're going to have a 2018 Ferrari engine. And Ferrari's calling them their junior team. They're going to treat Sauber as Red Bull treats Toro Rosso. Oh, wow. Hmm. So now so, I'm a Sauber guy. Mm. So, uh... You know, they are planning to bring some of their hotshot drivers into Sauber. I think that Verline, who's the Mercedes that. guy, is out. He's not going to have a seat with Sauber next year. Verline. No, I don't think so either. Okay. Ferrari has a lot of guys in there coming up through the ranks. Some young Italian studs. Yeah. Let's get some ladies driving. Yeah, let's get some people. Yeah, equal in opportunity. There. Absolutely. Danica Patrick? Mm. Uh, younger. If you, yeah. could, if you could drive IndyCar, <laughs> can you drive F1? Yeah, no, I don't think so. But I, that I think that's a that's an interesting development. Now I think that will have me more into the Sauber. Obviously, they stink, but well, <laughs> well, maybe they'll be better if they have a, they have last year's engine. They must if they have last year's engine, then they must be at least somewhat competitive, right? Yeah, the chassis. Really. The chassis. Yeah. Like uh, look at Renault. You know, Red Bull uses the Renault engine, and they're way better than Renault. Mm. Well, uh, Renault is very... Uh, with Hulkenberg, he's put up some impressive performances. I d don't sleep on Renault busting I, into the top. I, absolutely, I agree. I mean, uh, Hulkenberg, he might be one of my favorite drivers. He won Le Mans, right? He did win Le Mans. Yeah. That's I a 24-hour road I mean, race. you see he switched teams this year. He's still producing. 
The guy is a... I think if he went to one of these top teams, he would be an absolute star. You two should take him out to dinner. So Haas has confirmed both their drivers are coming back, Grosjean and Magnussen. Mm. So, you know, there's not going to be any movement there. Mm. Okay. We'll see. You know, look, when we get back to you guys in uh, late August, early September, I think we're going to have some big news on this. We'll keep you updated. Uh, what are we doing this summer? In the next couple of weeks. Next couple of weeks. Uh, Andrew and I are going home to New Jersey. A little family reunion. Cranberry. Uh, grandmother turned 90 on Monday. Shouts my mom. I don't think she listens to this pod. Uh, but if you did, <laughs> yeah. happy birthday. Belated. And uh, that'll be fun. And then from there... That's a bad error message that came up. Um, I'm going to London for a week. Oh, really? Yeah, for work. Uh, have a few pints, proper pints. Uh, fish and chips. Fish and chips. Um, then, I don't know what else. Going to Vermont. Vermont summer. Big summer Vermont party. Party starts in a week and a half. So. Yeah. All right. Drinking beers, tent life, down by the river. Uh, fishing. Yeah. Fishing, Big, slip and slide. Campfires. Debauchery. Yep. If you want to come, tweet us. Got it. Uh, Andrew, you're doing anything special or no? Um, let's see. I, you know, I've got the Jersey plans. I got the Vermont plans. Um, nothing else really. I'm just kind of just working for Dog Days of August. Dog Days of August. Labor Day is coming. Staring at the main man, Will over here. Will has just joined <laughs> the podcast. You want to say anything? Any words? No, he's strong, silent. All right, uh, Mike Shy. One one little news bit of news. We are talking about rotating the F one column, so the voice that you may have noticed in one column might be present in another column coming up. We're hoping that makes it fresh. Please do check out the newsletter. All right. Um, and just a quick update on our. I have not gotten a text back. This I, is this is bad. I also have not even from my own mother. Oh boy. Wow. Okay. Well. Well. Um, so, you know, we're not going to do Game of Thrones trivia because our Game of Thrones nerd is not here. But we should... John sent me a great link. I am now fully caught up. So am I. I am too. I know I'm everything to, that happened. I'm ready to roast Charlie next yeah. week. Jeez. Lexi almost ate a $20 baby toy. <laughs> Isn't she worth it? Here. Yeah, I, I know everything that's happened. Ask me any question about Thrones, I could tell you the answer to it now. So, screw you, Charlie. All right. Um... I think that's it for us. Signing off for the first half of the season. This has been great season. And we're premium look, unleaded. We're gonna look for that lost episode too. Maybe try to release that. Oh yes, there's a the there, lost Carolyn Peters. There's a lost episode. There's a great interview. If we can't find it, you know what? We'll redo it, and it'll be better than ever. Hmm. Hmm. Emily just texted back, and she said, uh, "Yeah, kick Charlie off the podcast." So <laughs> I would say she wins. Weird. All right, peace. Vroom vroom! Oh, I'm out! Crash! Somebody hit me in the rear turn two, and then somebody hit me in the rear again in turn three. For sake! Honestly, what the are we doing here?